Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer, Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. Michelle, welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself, please? Yes, thank you for having me. I'm Michelle A. Bassett. I have a background in uh, internet marketing. I was an internet marketer for many, many moons. And then I moved on to data science. Soon here, I'll be deeper into artificial intelligence. But right now, I'm just a data governance engineer, you know, friendly neighborhood data gal. And I am currently in the process of launching a a product called BizCore, which helps entrepreneurs get from the spark of that idea to a blazing business. So spark, flame, blaze are the steps that we take. I like that. I'm South African. We like to we like to burn meat. Um, (laughs) So I said, well, I mean, direct translation of braai is burn, but and and short for braai flace, which is burn meat, Mm -hmm. cooked meat. But, Sounds uh, good to me. Sounds good. That's great. So tell me, because I, I initially thought you were going to tell me it was called Purple Unicorn, because that's in your in your name in the corner yeah. of my screen. Yeah. Uh, how did you How did you get to this this point? What What was the problem that drove this, or, or opportunity that presented itself? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've I've always been a person that exhibited applied curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> my my grandmother who raised me had a different name for that, but I'm going to call it applied curiosity for the sake of this conversation. And so I've always been like super curious, always been into stuff. And when you are a multifaceted person, don't no, 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 notice all these fancy words that I'm throwing out here. <laughs> but when when you when you have more than one interest you grow up to be a person with more than one interest. And typically growing up, especially in America, you know, you're, you're, you're taught be this one thing, you know, you, you need to be the best one thing that you, that, that you can be. So I, I actually started college <laughs> wanting to be a practitioner of orthotics and prosthetics. That didn't happen. I wound up graduating undergrad with a with a bachelor's degree in behavior analysis, and I subsequently got a computer science degree by accident. So somewhere along the line, from biology to computer science, I, I wound up having enough credits to actually have a, a computer science degree as well. So okay, that that didn't change my lack of ability to pay back my student loans. So I had to go back for a master's program. And by that point, I was into internet marketing. So I got behavior analysis, internet marketing. The natural step (laughs) for everybody listening to this is some form of data science because you, 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 you have the analytical background, a lot of statistics, and then you have the marketing background, which it's very, it's considered very creative and airy fairy, especially back in, you know, 2011, 2012 before a lot of the SaaS companies came out with, with their data platforms and analytics and everybody had a TikTok account, was an expert in some sort of marketing. Um, so, a lot of them nowadays, um, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, back then things were very airy-fairy, so even using a little bit of data or analysis but behind it made your marketing campaign stand out. 
I wanted to kind of level up financially. And so I got my data science one, which is business intelligence certification from Emory University in Atlanta. And yeah, I've just been consulting, data governance, engineering, uh, building products. I, I, I did a little trading on the side. I, I do I do a little bit of everything and everybody is now looking for someone who does a little bit of everything. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and like re- recruiters call me purple unicorn because they're like, oh, the, these customers always want purple unicorns and I can never find them. And I'm like, well, I'm a purple unicorn. You found me. They give me lots and lots of money. And then they typically don't, but it's cool too. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Tell me any neurodiversity in your in your background, any ADHD oh, or Asperger's? Yeah, or... sure. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> definitely something wrong with me. But <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. But yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yes. As far as an official diagnosis, we are bouncing around different things. But as far as executive dysfunction, I, I definitely got a gold star on that one, right? But as far as a specific, my health insurance will pay for this conversation with this person. I don't have that yet, <laughs> but we're, we're we're trying to figure it out for whatever reason at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you have. Uh, no, I do. I, mean, I definitely do. Well, I, I, it's only because you and I have so many things that are similar, you know, and, I, and I'm a you know ADHD diagnosed and. Um, my wife will probably say 10 other things, but <laughs> it was just, I mean, I, I did the similar thing to you in the sense of went to university, studied one thing, ended up with another thing, purely because I had enough credits to get the other things, but, you know, learn other stuff all the time, become, a, like you say, a purple mm-hmm. unicorn. So I was just, that's why I asked the question, because I know that that's how I'm driven as well. Yeah, man, you just got to follow good. it. You just got to follow it. Yeah, and and it can be frustrating because and I used to uh, actually read a very good book called the the Da Vinci Method, mm-hmm. and it's a guy who who analyzed you know Da Vinci and all his inventions and and all the rest of it. And the thing about Da Vinci, which I found interesting, is that he didn't finish almost half of his designs. It's like mm-hmm. the things that we know about are maybe ten percent of what he was working on. And one of the things about him was that he would start a lot of things and you'd work on all of them at the same time and you'd constantly mm-hmm. be switching between them which would be ADHD to an extent and mm-hmm. you know if you look at his reputation down the road he's well known he's famous some would say infamous yes. but but it is kind of the skill set you need to have if you want to do things that are different mm-hmm. and you know success is a is a is a is a your personal measurement but I would say he was successful to an extent he managed to get somebody else to pay for his time while exactly. he, he invented a whole bunch of stuff that was never going to be built because the technology didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no there were no helicopters, there was no flying machines, there was no you know most of his stuff mm-hmm. is people in the last hundred years. Yeah, um, um, I'll definitely have to I'll definitely have to check that out. And for for a really long time, and I'm pretty sure this is not where we were going to go in this conversation, but for a really long time. I was I felt bad like I like I had like the shame cycle around you know I'm mm. not. I'm not what the world wants me to be, or I'm not what people want me to be, or whatever else, because I, I can't make up my mind. Or I was um this old 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 American phrase. I was real fuddy duddy and wishy washy, right? And yeah, yeah. and it's like I wasn't though. Like I I was just really interested, and then I became really good because of hyperfixation. <laughs> I became really good at whatever I was doing, and I I really 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 felt bad about it. 
And it causes, it still causes me to this day to have a lot of imposter syndrome because, you know, you kind of look at people, especially on the internet, you look at people and say, oh, this person's so great. They've been doing this for 20 years and blah, 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 blah. I'll, I'll never be that. And why are these people asking me to do this keynote and this podcast and this, that, the third, you know, I'm not that great. And then it's like the people that I've looked up to for so many years, are actually, you know, happy, happy to see me and consult and asking me to consult with them and to look at their websites and to do this and to do that. And it's like, who am I? (laughs) But yeah, so so, as soon as I let go of this notion that I had to be one thing or that, you know, I had to be what somebody else wanted me to be, my life has been way better and I've had way more success just knowing that I am who I am. And that's all that I can be. Wreck it, Ralph, for for those of you who have watched that movie recently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now, I mean, so, so you're not medicated or are you? Or you? No, I, 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 I mean, yeah. no. So like I uh, don't drink coffee or anything. Uh, okay. So I'm like zero. Right now I got some Advil. Like that's really the only medication that I got okay. going on right now. I did try. It's around here somewhere. Not sponsored, actually. Good thing I can't find it. But it's called Focus something. I, I found it. It's called Brainzyme Focus. Okay. And yeah. so when I'm having a, a particularly bad bout of staring off in, into the distance, not being fully productive because I have no dopamine in my system, because I'm also always on some sort of weight loss, whatever. So sometimes I just don't have enough dopamine from sugar. That does help out a lot, but you got to you got to figure out what to focus on or elsewise you'll just be staring out the window, looking at a little yellow flower for like three hours. And then you really got nothing. <laughs> but that, yeah, well, it, that, that is helpful. It, it's funny. Yeah. So, so interesting enough, I find cold showers help with dopamine. Cold showers? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. If you, if you are feeling like not there, have a cold shower, like 10 seconds, 20 seconds and you organized straight away i i have the whole texture thing but i also have a thing about temperature so like living in 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 georgia you'd be like oh well you know it's always warm and stuff or whatever but like i have a heater on under my desk right now but so so i can't be too cold i can't be too hot (laughs) so cold showers like "Mm, i don't know but i'll i'll try it well, it's a, it's a, so, so it goes back to the Stoics, even like Marcus Aurelius and, and those guys. Part of it is just that, that mental fortitude to go and do it, to go turn the shower on and step underneath it. And then once you get past that, I can't breathe, which takes about two seconds, you get into this, the switch where basically you, and you, and I actually feel it like a physical, like wave flow down me from top to bottom mm-hmm. where, I can actually feel like I'm changing. It's the, it's the weirdest weirdest thing. And I get the same thing when I'm meditating. If mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm meditating every day, it takes me less time to meditate. Okay. Yeah. So and and I and I have the same sort of thing where if, if I sit down and close my eyes and I and I use an aura ring with an aura, the aura app has got a certain mm-hmm. thing. So I've trained myself to use the same sound all the time. I can actually feel myself drop in to the meditation zone. Mm-hmm. I can just open my eyes. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm recharged. And it's the same thing with the cold shower. I'll definitely try it. The problem with whatever I have is that 
I get all the accessories, right? And oh, then I ADHD, like yeah. study all the things I need to study about it. And then it's time to actually start and develop that habit. And then I do it for a solid two and a half days. <laughs> and then I'm out of like $3,000 and I have all this stuff. Yeah, well, and <laughs> yeah. And, and, and well, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, I mean, I'm exactly the same. I bought every, I, you know, for a while, I bought every tool. And I've, and I made a conscious decision at some point that I wasn't going to buy any more tools. So I'm actually talking to you balancing on a wobble board. So while I'm standing here wobbling, it helps me to concentrate. So that so I bought that sort of stuff and I'm, and I use it. It's not like all the time, but I but I do use them a lot. And the the meditation and the cold showers, the aura ring is actually just a general health thing. But those things, meditation doesn't cost you anything, and neither does the the cold showers. True, true, true. So so that so you take away all the energy you spend on on finding the right thing, just like well I'll just go and do. 10 minutes meditation i'll just go do a cold mm. shower so every time you have a shower you just at the end of the shower you just turn it to cold yeah. for 10 seconds um I, i'll definitely try it out you know I'm, um, yeah well, let me know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> and it gives me ideas i mean it's, it's bizarre because you walk out literally walk out of the shower and you're like two ideas will pop in your head mm-hmm. because now you've shocked your system a bit and you've kind of unclogged some stuff, and yeah, you just you get you get the dopamine comes now from one you've pushed yourself to do something you didn't want to do, which is a cold mm-hmm. shower, and then two that you're rewarding yourself mentally by getting the idea. So now you know that it's a good idea to go do a cold shower because mm-hmm. the ideas will come. Yes, yeah. Same as walking and and going to, like gym for me is another one. If I go to mm-hmm. gym, uh, you know, often and I'm sure you're the same because you're consulting. Your diary is not really your own because you're, you're dealing with clients mm-hmm. and you under pressure all the time mm-hmm. and going to gym is like well that's an hour out of my day to go to gym yeah but so i can't do any work in that hour but often if i go to gym and we go to gym with a sauna and stuff so i go to the gym and i go sit in the sauna for 10 minutes mm-hmm. that 50 minutes to an hour is like the ultimate brain time because you're doing this repetitive motion of lifting weights or sitting on the treadmill or whatever it is and you're forced to do the repetitive boring thing which allows your brain freedom to to process things and pop in ideas. So I, I, I cut out gym for two weeks. I became a very grumpy and happy person. I've been going back to gym now, even for 20 minutes. And I'm like, back to happy. It's just mm-hmm. because, I, because I've got the, the time to not be overwhelmed. So I, I, I don't want to derail too much from the conversation, but I, I feel like that's that that's a later point for later because it's like, I, 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 I will find those things, right? And then it's like, yeah. I'll stop. And it's like, oh no, I miss going to the gym. And it's like, well, then I like talk myself out of doing it anyway. Um, yeah, but this, but this is not. We can go anywhere. This is our call. We can go where we want. But this <laughs> is this is exactly the 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 point in some respects. When when the world went through COVID and lockdowns and and all that stuff, it was an opportunity for a lot of people to reset their behaviors mm-hmm. uh, and to put some personal boundaries in. And that's why a lot of people don't, don't want to go back to work, to an office because they they break their routines that they're quite happily in. Yep. Because go like if I go to London for the day, that's not only a long commute, but that I, there's no time to go to gym because it's an hour and a half to go to London. Sometimes mm-hmm. two hours, two hours there, two hours back. All the calls that I'd be doing, I can't do because now I'm in, you know, meeting rooms and yep. and all that stuff. So yep. there's just the productivity thing, but there's value in going for for the for the meetings I'm going for. So so but going to an office now has purpose, so it's okay yes. to go to an office. And yes. the same token, going to the office is a purpose-driven thing. Mm-hmm. 
And so, um, so many people moved during COVID too. Because again, COVID wasn't the two weeks that the government promised us it was going to be. <laughs> uh, and so I, I know people who were working in different countries. <laughs> at, at, oh, yeah. Well, we and like that. no one knew that they were in a different country. Like they they like pulled it off for like a year. But <laughs> but so I actually used to live in Atlanta. I don't live in Atlanta anymore because everything got crazy. And it was like, look, at this point, I my my office is six minutes away from my bedroom door <laughs> max. And that's because I stopped and dropped something and had to pick it up. And I forgot what I was doing and I had to go back to the room. And then, you know, <laughs> you know and so and so like, look, this, this doesn't make any sense. Everything's super expensive. Everything's getting dangerous. I'm moving. And they were like, fine. So now once a quarter ish, I wound up going back up to the office. Everyone loves me. I bring donuts. We do face painting. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's but it's it's a focused thing now. So so become better, and you know to go back to your thing about you do something for a day or two and then you stop. The the simple rule is, don't make it. If you're going to do something, it's okay to miss once, but don't miss twice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you don't do this cold shower today, you got to do it tomorrow, and. It's just a psychological thing because you just hold yourself accountable to just keeping the next day in a yeah. pattern, not the next month in a pattern. Because the minute you say I'm going to do this the whole year, oh, you're never going to do it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, and and I mean I schedule everything, and my wife gets irritated with me because I'll tell her I haven't got time because my diary is full. And she said, "But you don't make time for me." I said, "Well, you you know, if you need to get in my diary, I need to make time in my diary. So if you mm-hmm. want to talk to me about that, we have to book it in." And it's it's just to keep those routines going. And, and and one of the things that I've had to struggle with the last couple of weeks to get Jim back in is I've had to put it over other meetings that have been I've been booked in my diary. Mm-hmm. And I've it's not it's not for the immediacy, it's for when the next week comes in where there's nothing booked. People yep. can't book in my diary now because now the diary's booked. Mm-hmm. And and all my meetings are driven through Calendly, which Calendly obviously will only allow them to book in slots that are available. Yeah. So I mean very much how we got linked up to talk is through a mm-hmm. Kennedy link. That's because it was space in my diary. Yep. Now Jim is that next Friday there's Jim in the way, so you won't get this no one will get the slot. <laughs> no, so I, I've been having to do the same thing. Dating, so I'm not married, so I, I've been dating. So dating has to go in the calendar. Every yep. single thing that my son does, because my my son ha- does violin, swimming, acting. Wow. Uh, he does okay. MMA, boxing. It's like his it, he needs his own calendar, actually. But does, um, yeah. <laughs> as, as as the designated chauffeur and snack consultant extraordinaire, it is my job and responsibility <laughs> <laughs> to transport yeah. the king from from place to place. <laughs> so uh, so you know that that is now on the calendar because for so for a long while, it's like people also had a bad habit because I wasn't using a a, a third party system of just booking over stuff. Mm. And it's like, why did you think that this was okay? <laughs> did you ask me? Was this okay? And so for a good long time, especially consulting, people would just book lunch hours. It's like... Yes, yes, yeah. So it's like from 7.30 in the morning to sometimes 9 o'clock at night, you know, I'm back to back to back to back to back and I haven't eaten. <laughs> I might have gone to the bathroom twice. I'm definitely not drinking water. So that had to stop. So I did that from like 2020 to 2022, like early 2022. 
Yep. Yep. And then, you know, I had to put those boundaries in place because I also have an issue with that. Not sure if that's diagnosable or not, but I'll, I'll shoot it over to a therapist. <laughs> but so I had, I had to put those firm boundaries. Like, look, you can book however you want to book, but if you see something that's already there, it doesn't mean I'm going to show up. <laughs> so you might be by yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think that they're wrong with that. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I've loved about Calendly as a solution is I can, I've got multiple calendars because I got multiple customers that I deal with. And often what happens with that is they all want to have their stand up at the same time, yep. which is nine o'clock or whatever in the morning. Or, or 1030, and, depending on where they are. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and there's, there's time zone considerations and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And by having Calendly in place to an extent, external stuff gets handled. Now I've I've joined all my calendars together in the sense that I invite myself across my multiple calendars to all those meetings. So they can see that my diary is full because mm-hmm. of all the other stuff. So there's a little bit of, and people get a little bit frustrated. They're like, well, your, your diary is always so full. We can't get into it. It's like, well, you know, there's a, there's a reason I'm, I'm for that. I'm amazing, obviously. I don't know if you met me or not. But there are a lot well, of people who out to me. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that about that. But, but you know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> When you do this kind of work, you've got to you you spread thin, but you've got to also manage your expectations around what you can deliver in that space, which is what you know. So the product we built values around work and delivery management mm-hmm. because of this problem and prioritization, because to, my my biggest problem in life is is prioritization of things mm-hmm. and sequencing them. So it's it's the problem that I I struggle with the most, but it's also the thing I'm really well known for doing very well because of it's it's my anxiety in life is priorities and. Yes. Much like I think you, you know, the product you're, you're building is, is probably something that's a passion for you as well. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things where, again, purple unicorn, so many things. So growing up poor, <laughs> one of my one of my main missions, right, was to make sure that my kids never had to deal with poverty. And I don't have kids with an S, but I went to college. I was very, I was the first person in my family to go to college. Well done. Not, not because, you know, any, you know, anybody motivated me to do so. It was just, Hey, I, I believe the whole lie. If you go to school, you get a good education, you make good money. Right. And so it, def- it definitely helps. And there's a stat that people that are educated in America die less, die later than those that don't. Yeah, yeah, sure. So there's there there's definitely a lot of positives if we could fix some American issues around the actual education system starting at kindergarten. I I I and and make things more affordable. You know, yeah. access does the, the, the does not mean success. Anyway, that yeah, I, that's a whole soapbox. But <laughs> but so I I wind up having this not like a greedy money Scrooge McDuck sort of money mindset, but it was money was a tool to get me things that I needed, you know, and and, and, and to this day, you know, I don't, I don't really care about money like that. Like I don't have expensive labels and Prada and Louis Vuitton and all these other names I can't say. And I don't have a fancy dancing. Oh, okay. I do have a fancy dancing car, but it's a Kia. It's not like a Tesla or anything like that, but it's pretty fancy. But, but it's like, so that was never me, but I always wanted to make sure that I had options and choices. And so a lot of that was entrepreneurship, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I've always had a little business. I always had a little side hustle. I, in in like middle school, I got in trouble for st- selling Snicker bars, and you know, like I've always had some sort of hustle or like yeah, yeah. doing people's art projects or homework or whatever, right? Um, so I've I, I, I've I've always had some sort of hustle going on. And so I learned a lot about business and I learned a lot about sales and, you know, I have that actual professional marketing background. And so people come to me all the time and they're like, Hey, by the way, Michelle, I got this business idea and I want to make a million dollars in two weeks and you're my friends. You're going to tell me how. And I'm like, well, uh, okay, sure. Let's play this game today. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's like, okay, so do you have a business name? Yeah, I'm going to call it some outrageous name. I can't even think of anything because it's that outrageous right now. I'm like, okay, not sure anyone can spell that one. (laughs) But do you have a logo? Well, no. All right. Did you register the business with the state? No. All right. Did did you think about a website at all? No, no content for your website. Nope. Okay. So, so it's just these basic things, right? Or, or people who have been in business for a while and they have a cleaning company, for example, and he's going to kill me if he ever actually listens to this. But it's like, you know, you, you, you've had this cleaning company, you had a good side money for a while, but you want to do, do it full time, but you don't have any business funding or this, uh, that, the third. But you haven't been filing your taxes properly and you mm. don't have a Dun & Bradstreet number. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that you actually renewed your license with the Secretary of State. So we got to fix these things, you know. So, so it 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 it's just those. Well, you're, you're you're providing an advisory service there, so so exactly, yeah. exactly. But but it's 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 an advisory service that's so foundational and so minimal that I don't think anybody else like professionally, if you like go on Google and try to find an advisory company that they would even take you seriously as far as even answering the call. And so that's kind of where I kind of filled in, in the gap for a lot of people, you know, it's like, Hey, you have this idea on a napkin that you stole from a hotel restaurant with all these wonderful ideas on it. And no one's saying that these ideas aren't wonderful, also adhd But now if you really want to make this into a reality, here are the exact steps. And better yet, here's the platform. Because with, with BizCore, you get the phone number, you get the web design. You you also get web hosting. Uh, we'll oh, make was, your logo for you. That was, that. That, was very, that was a very good way of bringing in what your product does. Yeah, you know what? I was trying real hard. I was trying to be smooth with it. <laughs> no, but that, but but the, yeah, it's funny because I was talking about with my product manager yesterday. Mm-hmm. She did a video on on uh, like I run through the product for some investors I'm talking to, and she did a typical product manager thing. Here are the features. Here's the functionality. And, and I sent her a long voice note because I was driving. I said, "You got to you got to take it to what are the problems we solve, and here's how we solve it. So mm-hmm. problem one, problem two, problem three." Yep. Three, it's, it's only the top three because no one's going to remember past four. Nope. So, so you've got it. it so we're talking about it again today. And I just said, that's, that's how you tell the story. You tell the story of how it's the hero's journey. Here's the hero. They had the idea. They were going to this thing. They had this challenge. Mm-hmm. They had to overcome this challenge. And so usually a small challenge. And then they have a they carry on. And there's a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. And then they have to overcome that. And then that's the end of the story. Yeah. They're happy ever after. And 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 That's you always you. make yourself the Yoda or whatever the wise man is. In the yes, 
that's a that's a that's a great way to, that's a great way to put it because it, it is very much like that it's it's having and we're very similar so it's, it's being that trusted advisor mm-hmm. there to guide and help but not necessarily do for them all the time because if exactly. you do it for more time you end up with the diary that you can't control yes and so that that definitely goes back to those boundaries that you know i was talking about earlier and so when it comes to that line and I'm, I'm segueing back over the Biscord. <laughs> when, when it comes back to that line, it's like there is always more joy and pride when 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 you did things yourself, you know. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. the way that I'm kind of explaining it to a lot of people, they're like, well, you know, it is their business. They, they got to learn how to swim, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, sure. But <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> can to that like, like you have the ability to do something and should are two very different words with two very different meetings oh and, yeah 100 exactly and then we throw in half to now now you got three very 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 different words with very similar actions and it's like you can do these you can learn these everyone has access to google you can learn how to do these things if you're a baker should you learn how to build a website from scratch and html css probably not do you have to if you feel like you have to that's a problem <laughs> because you uh, don't yeah you, you're 100 right i mean i i am um was having this debate with myself this morning. I've got to do some financial stuff. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from a bookkeeper and I was chatting to them and I was listening to them talk, talk, talk. And I said, you know, by the time this guy finished talking, I could have actually just done the thing I needed to do. Exactly. So now this is this is the problem, right? Because so, you know enough information to be dangerous. So I know mm-hmm. I can go do my books. I can go do the thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. But what I don't value is by doing that work, because I usually do it in the night when I should be doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing my financials, I'm doing the product that I'm supposed to be designing or, or the consulting document I'm supposed to be writing or whatever it is. My Yes, I could do it, but I should have just paid somebody else mm-hmm. to do it because whilst I'm capable, I shouldn't be doing it. Yes. yes. And and there's a level of trusting somebody else. And and going back to your, po- your point about a certain type of person that you are and what you do, when I, when I want to bring somebody in that I work with, I want them to be similar. I want them to be the kind of person that's not going to say, this is a cookie kind of thing and this is how you make the cookie. Mm-hmm. You do it this way every single time and it gives you this result every single time. I want mm-hmm. the person that knows how to make the cookie and do the cookie cutter, but also go, but if you add this other ingredient, mm-hmm. you get an exponential re- return from this thing. It's a, It tastes 10 times better. Yeah. That's the person I want because then I know I can, I can trust them that they're going to push the boundary Mm-hmm. to get the maximum benefit. For the mis- I, I, I had a similar conversation with second graders, actually. And so second graders argue because they're second graders. And um, <laughs> I, I, I was I was being mediator and I said, hey, argue, arguing little boys, is two plus two, four. Both second grade, magnet, and the excelling children, top 99th percentile in math, they both say yes. And I say, okay, if two plus two is four, then what is three plus one? And they say four. 
And I say, well, no, according to your logic, because they were having an argument, two plus two is the only way because two plus two is four. (laughs) And I say, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And it's like you have to have that mindset when it comes to a lot of things, especially with language, because language is 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 very sticky, especially at 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 that early age, because a lot of things are just taken so literally. It's like yes, two yeah. plus two is not four. Two plus two is a way to get to four. Hmm. So as long as you guys are getting two four, <laughs> and I, I don't care how you get it, just get two four. Yeah. Yeah. However you get to it is how you get to it. <laughs> so and and, 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 and I think a lot of like it's it's yeah, so, it's just the, the the basics of how to think, not what to think. So as long as you know how to think, we're cool. If I got to tell you exactly what to think and what to do and da 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 da, no, I I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. But, well, and 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 that and that comes back to the point around education systems around the world are broken. Mm-hmm. There is no there is no analytical system. There is no. I mean, I see it with my. I mean, we have these debates at home all the time. I don't care about my son going to school from a academics point of view in the sense that he doesn't like i want him to be social i want him yep. to know to read and write and do maths he's, de- he's definitely got the the intellect to do those yeah. things but what i do care about is is he a critical thinker does he challenge things does mm-hmm. he does he mm-hmm. push does he have an opinion yes he's going to run into a lot of people that are not going to like that mm-hmm. but that's not a bad thing and rather he gets that gets you get used to that now than later on in life Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm seeing it with with somebody that, sorry, someone's trying to phone me, that he's a, he, he did, he's done very well academically, but he's struggling in the business world because, he, you know, in, in to do well intellect in, in, in the academic world, it's very structured. You mm-hmm. have to pass the test, you have to write an essay, you've got yep. plenty of time, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when you're in the business world, you've got to know how to prioritize, you know how to sequence things, you've got to know how to interpret things, you've got to know how to comprehend what's going on, mm-hmm. and you've got to be able to know what the, the, the deliverable is. And then in business as well, I, I've I've heard something similar as far as C students make make the best C suites. Because the more well, I'm definitely a- on the right track. <laughs> the, the, the more the more A's you got just just basically said I know how to regurgitate information and I will give you the answer that you want for for for, for this particular task whether or not it's true or not and so in America it's always Christopher this Columbus discovered America it's it's it is it's Columbus Day I don't want to date the, the episode but it's coming soon and so <laughs> even, even as adults we have to tell our children that Christopher Columbus discovered America. We all know that this is a lie, but if you want to get an A on that test, you have to create this cognitive dissonance and make it happen. Yeah. But I, I have digressed my, myself. I was essentially saying as far as being a business owner, you, you often have to come up with solutions that aren't cookie cutter. 
And especially as a consultant going into, because I, I do small companies, like like literally like the company around the corner from my house. You know, I just walked in there, got got a smoothie, we started talking, and I, now I'm consulting for for that smoothie company, right? But I I also have consulted with Best Buy and the people on Burger King and Tim Hortons, and I've done Home Depot, Delta, all the Atlanta companies, pretty much. And so 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 it's like the the solution for the smoothie lady around the corner from my house it it may be similar but it's not going to be the same solution cookie cutter stampy 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 solution that i have for a, a ibm or a or a snapchat or snap sorry they changed their name snap <laughs> you know no no and i and i totally get that i mean it, it sounds like again we're very similar so so i'm one of those people that i will I engage a different level of company and I will sit in a room and I get frustrated because I'll be saying that this is the worst way you could actually do something. Mm-hmm. So a guy reached out to me yesterday on LinkedIn and he said, we have this thing we want to talk to you about. I was like, Oh, actually that's very interesting. Here's my Canadian link. Book it in. And he replied to me, Oh, it was about user experience. That's what they mm-hmm. do. So he said, Oh no, we can't use your link. You have to use our link. So here's the link. Can you think I said, well, that's, that's really poor user experience. And and he replied to me going, yeah, but this is how we work. I said, yeah, but if, if you are in about user experience, I'm the user, I'm just giving you my link to book the time in. Now you've you've irritated me because now you've told me you can't use my link, I have to use yours. Mm-hmm. And you're arguing with me about your way is the only way to do it. So that's not about user experience. Because two plus two uh, is four. Are you missing? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Are you missing that this is not, we're not going to proceed here. Like you, if you can't do this part right, we definitely can't talk about serious yeah. stuff. And, and, and so you see it all that, the time. That takes a, a, a lot of maturity, like on your part, as far as like the the, the businessman that, that that you are, because as, especially like early on, right? It's like you, if someone, if if any company of any size just blinks at you, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, right? But but it's like somebody hires you to to on on, on like on like a, a ship to be. A, a navigator, but then your your first two years, it's like, hey, here, here, here goes this bucket and bail out the water from, from the bottom of the boat. And you're like, okay, cool. Oh, there's holes in here. Let me fix these holes. And they're like, no, don't you fix those holes? Those holes have always been in the founder put those holes here. Here goes your bucket, make it work. But I'm I'm a navigator. No, here goes your bucket. <laughs> Bail out the water. Don't worry about the holes. Mind your business. You're causing trouble. We're gonna write you up. And so yeah. that that is essentially what working in a lot of different companies have been, especially early on, until until you get the maturity or the brazenness to be like, no, I'm a navigator. I'm going to go find another boat. That boat might have holes in it. I'm going to try my best to influence those, but I'm a navigator. <laughs> this is, no, I'm and, a navigator. <laughs> and, and we, I mean, I'm working with two, in two startups at the moment and, and I was chatting with one of the founders yesterday and we were saying, when you, when you build your, your startup business, you have, in, you have people in the first gear that you have, mm-hmm. but in order to go to the second gear or the third gear, you have to have different people that mm-hmm. take you to those gears. And the people that were good in the first gear, I'm not necessarily going to be good in the second or the third gear. And unfortunately, that means you're going to have to have some tough conversations mm-hmm. with people that, and and, you, and I always notice, and, and this, you know, with, with age comes experience, you can always tell someone that's got a lot of experience and has done a lot of things because of the way that they talk about themselves in a meeting. Usually people with a lot of experience and a lot of 
thing, don't talk about themselves. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I'd ever talked about they, myself. I'm they, scared. They don't, especially that, especially not to give titles or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. because they very quickly turn it around about everybody else in the room mm-hmm. to hear what everyone else has to say and all the rest of it. And then maybe at the end, they'll subtly drop in something or subtly say something like, oh, actually, you know, I, I run the whole product. It's like the whole business. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I always love that 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 reality TV show, Undercover Boss. Boss, mm-hmm. because that that to me is the best way to suss out the culture of a company. You basically go in, no one knows who you are. You get to know a few people, you see how they treat you, and mm-hmm. it's not so much getting into the gossip and stuff, but you want to see how people treat each other in the workplace, and then that's how you decide if you want to work with a company or not. Because if they are, are respectful, nice people, you know, don't care about all the color creed, etc., that stuff. But if they treat each other well, then you know you're going to have a good time working there. If they don't treat each other well, or you can sense that little bit of friction, then you know that there's issues. And if you're there to fix those issues, that's fine. But if you're not there to fix the issues, you're there to deliver something. Yeah. You know that delivering is exponentially harder because there's already issues. That's the yeah. I I I think I think that's where a lot of C-suite fails as well. And it, it, it's really hard to do a undercover boss situation, kind of like at like a super small company where it's like you and like Pam yeah. and like three contractors. But but it's like I was at this data conference on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, and everyone had the same gripe about the level of expectation from their bosses, bosses, boss, or like productivity or whatever, because they don't understand the the basic function of what they're even asking for. And so I, I think even, even as business owners, if, 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 if you can just ask when you are asking for something, uh, you know, have, 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 have your vision, have your direction, have your whatever, but just say, Hey, you know, that thing that I told everyone to do last week, what does that take on, on an individual basis? Mm, exactly. Right? And yeah. then and then ask the customers once the product is to the market, hey, what did you have to do to implement this the way that you're using it? Because a lot of times when like you create a product, people aren't using it the way you made the products. Right. Oh, 100%, 100%, and so yeah. it's so like, so how how are you using this? <laughs> because uh, I didn't build it that way. And then, and then next, the next thing you know, this is a very bad example. I could, but I can't think of anything else. So like the, so like the uh, <laughs> mouthwash, Listerine, the like yes, the blue one, that was originally like to mop floors and stuff. Like, like, like it, like it, it was, it was like a, a, a disinfectant. I had no um, idea. Yeah, so it was like a Lysol or whatever, right? Well, I suppose. I mean, I mean, Coke was a cough mixture. True. Very true. So, it, it still might work today. And, I don't and, know. and it was called cocaine because of the cocaine. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so 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 it's like, how are people using this mopping solution that I created? Oh, they're using it for bad breath. Oh, I guess we're a mouthwash company now. And so oh. if if, 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 if like they would have, you know, just kind of given up and been like, oh, well, no one's using our stuff to mop the floors. We must be a failure. Then Listerine wouldn't be here today or Coke, you know, and their cocaine. They would have been like, oh, well, I, well, I actually people were just drinking it just to drink it. But <laughs> but I think that's a different a different vein of thought, especially living in Atlanta. I'm going to get like hate and stuff now. But <laughs> 
Well, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these things. I mean, as you say, the the accident leads to the to the real innovation. I mean, I, I look at you know so many things, so many so many businesses that I've worked with where they've pivoted because they've realised that what they were doing. And and one of my my favourite stories is the one with with a friend of mine's company where they were, if you ever had a subscription to a TV service like a cable service. Mm-hmm. And you tried to cancel, you would speak to their company. They were the call center for whatever whichever company it was. And then you would speak to them and their and their value was the ability to convince you to stay on the service. Yeah. And we were just chatting. He was he he'd become he'd come in as the as the marketing manager, CMO. And we were playing golf and he said, Oh yeah, so they've fired the CEO and they've asked me to become the CEO. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And he's accepted the role. But now he says, you know, we've got all these issues. Da, 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 da. So well, let me come in and, and, and go through, see what we can come up with, et cetera. So I went in and I spent the time and I came back. I said, well, look, your, your biggest value here is that you are actually a, an expert system. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you've put all the pieces together that everyone looks for when they want to go build a product to turn something into a product. So, so your opportunity now is to, because they were a call center business, they had built, instead of buying CRM systems, they built their own. And what had happened is that CRM system had basically gone into clients as part mm-hmm. of the service. And they'd sold, the, they'd sold the software and the service to the customer of theirs to use it. Mm-hmm. But what they, what they valued, what they should have done, instead of building the CRM service system and, and all that, what they should have done is packaged up their IP into an analytics platform, which is what they ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of the CRM thing. Now, where they had the issue is that the basic people people had bought the CRM system and were expecting it to be supported because it was a CRM system for subscription management, which didn't really exist in the market. But there's so much legacy, so many whatever. They so had the issues and whatever it was. But the thing I loved about that was that going in and doing that analysis was with all the people was basically helping them join the dots between each other to realize mm-hmm. that actually the reason why they were so good at their job was not because one person was good at their job, it's because they all held in their heads the expertise when combined together gave you the full picture. Yep. And that became something that could be systematized. And not so they could lose their jobs, but that they could do their jobs exponentially better. Yes, yes. I, I, I feel the same way about like AI, because so many people are like, oh, their AI is going to take over my job, AI is going to take over my job. Uh, again, I, I, just, I just left a conference, and it's like AI is not taking your job, Steve. Unless you're just really, really bad at your job <laughs> in the next like year. So like, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. But it's like using systems because before it was AI, everyone was business automation, business system, whatever. It's like if, if, if you can, add, as the individual person, figure out a way how to sy- systematize your job. And don't put your company's information out on chat GPT or anything else like that. Cause you might, <laughs> but, but like find a way to create systems within your day-to-day life. E- even if it's, you know, your, your Calendly link or whatever, just some sort of system, some sort of discipline around what you do, you will be ex- exponentially productive, which I think is going to hurt us as a society in the next five years in general, but you will personally be <laughs> super duper productive and you'll you'll have way less stress because you don't have to think about it it's just kind of already there and kind of already done and and then, then also like 
your story, you know, finding what your value proposition is, figure out how people are using the things that you've already given them and then iron it out, package it up, sell it at a premium if you want to, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you, but, but, you know, just, just don't make hard things harder by coming up with complicated solutions. Just, just, just as simple as two second graders arguing. Two plus two is not four. Two plus two is a way to get to four. <laughs> two plus two. And no, so and, uh, it, and, it, it, it's really that easy. It's really that easy. No, no, and I, and I think you're right. I mean, the the there are people that that I know of, and and I'm not, you know, obviously blaming anybody for what they are, but there are people I think that that keep things hard because mm-hmm. it keeps them in jobs. Yep. And and that's a sad, you know, really sad state of affairs. But but that is sometimes what people's value proposition is. I you know, and I saw this at, at some of the banks that I worked at. You guys that have been there for 20 years, 30 years. Yep. And they were doing the most mundane job, but because it kept them in their job and because mm-hmm. of the the labor laws, and you know, some labor laws are really good, some aren't, aren't very good. Because mm-hmm. of the labor laws, they they couldn't get fired because the cost of firing them was far more than just keeping them on. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, you know it's it's a it's an unambitious way of doing things. But some people are like that. Yeah. Me, I always try, I try put things in position look, through systems that I don't have to be involved in everything. That's what I try to do because then I know that if it's systematized correctly, then I'm out. Then I can go do something else because I know mm-hmm. that I get bored of this thing in in three, four, five months. Because you know, exactly. it's not going to be. You know, I want to be dealing with more problems, not the problem that I've already solved. Yeah, like, like, like I, I want, I want new challenges. N- nothing that's going to stress me out and keep me up at two o'clock in the morning. But you know, it's just like I don't want to be. I, so people say, "Oh, I have fifteen years of experience." No, you have three years of experience five times. Like that's not the same thing. Yeah, and and you know, when I was growing up in South Africa, and and I was working on my own and I was doing my own thing and then I was working for companies and stuff and I'd be moving jobs all the time and that's you know you come moved as well a lot and guys are like yeah but you know why do you keep moving you know you, there's no security in moving I was like no no there's no security in staying yeah there's zero security in staying because because and and then and there's no security in a job either I mean you know mm-hmm. American labor laws are very very flexible in that respect but <laughs> you know you're no more you're no more at risk being a consultant as you are being a employee it's the same level of risk. In mm-hmm. fact, I think there's more risk being an employee sometimes because you, your behaviors are driven to keep the job, not driven to be out of there with exactly. showing value. And I think that's the world we're moving into, which is the fractional world and and part-time expertise, which is consulting, advising, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I think that's where we're going. I think that's there'll, be, there'll always be core people employed, the doers, but you need to be mm-hmm. come in to to spark it. We haven't even talked about your 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 motto, your the three things for burning. What was it? Spark. Oh, spark, flame, blaze. So spark is just you know you have that spark of an idea, right? It's like oh, I got this idea, Michelle, help me, right? And then flame is you know you kind of got things going, you got a couple customers. Now now you want to get you know business funding or you want to you know understand your actual business and analytics god forbid or or you know you, you just want to be better you you might want to go from $1000 a month to $10000 a month or something like that you know 
or $10,000 to $100,000. Who knows, right? And then Blaze is, all right, I've been doing this for a while. I got all my all, all my uh, foundation set up. Now, you know, everybody's talking about AI. I want to I I put some AI in my business now. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's more so about business automation, business leveraging, taking things to the next level. Maybe you put in new products or maybe you go acquire another business or maybe you go do whatever to kind of grow an empire as far as that enterprise level type of business and not just like a mom and pop shop anymore. You know, it's not like you and like three guys just trying to stay afloat anymore. It's like, all right, I'm a real business. I got on, I got on a tie today. <laughs> I'm a fancy, fancy man, you know, or, or lady or lady. You could be a fancy, fancy yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's more so of a, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school type of logic there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think it's fantastic. We're running a little bit out of time. So I, yeah. do you want people to contact you directly on LinkedIn? What's your preference? Yeah. So um, right now uh, we're, we're still in pre-launch. Like all, all my friends kind of dogpiled on me and then I did a thing at the library. And so now I'm like, so many people that's like, oh, help me. And now I'm like, the business didn't launch yet, guys. Calm down. But so we're <laughs> we're 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 still we're still in a pre-launch. But if you want to just reach out to me on LinkedIn, it's Michelle A. Bassett. I'm pretty sure there's a link somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll share uh, it in the in the notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But depending on when when you listen to this, the company, the product, because it's a part of a company, the product is called Bizcore, B I Z Q O R. Um, all other spellings and iterations were unavailable domain wise, and I wasn't going to pay <laughs> like fifty thousand dollars for a URL for a product that yeah. I wasn't even sure about at the time. But here we are. Here we are. Very sure. How, how are you? How are you checking your your market fit? I mean, obviously you mentioned friends and family, but are you building a simple prototype to begin with, or are you building? I mean, how are you approaching it? Maybe to finish off on that. So it it was it, in full transparency, it was a totally different notion, a totally different idea when I actually wound up having the spark of of, of what this was going to be, and I I actually started for a friend because she just had a baby and she wanted to work from home. And I was like, oh, well, here goes a simple thing, blah, blah, blah. Here's how you do it. She didn't want to do it. But so it it started off as, as a white label platform. And then from the white label platform, it became, well, th- it's missing like these 20 different components. And so then I had those 20 different components added on. And then I added course material and things like that. And then I, I really built out the roadmap and, you know, how, how to, I actually do the business to make two plus two four. <laughs> no, look, it's it's exactly how we started. I mean, we we had a yeah. customer. I mean, I've been this is a solution I've been trying to build for years, and I've tested the methodology a lot of times. And in the end, because of low code, no code technologies, mm-hmm. was able to build it. Uh, and I think you've got to start. You got to start with the pain, and and reproduce the the solution to that pain a few times mm-hmm. to come to what the core is, and then that becomes your product. Yep, um, that's so. really what happened. <laughs> that, that's yeah, yeah. you know the end of that. <laughs> Super. Well, great. It's been great chatting with you. I wish you all the best. The product. Let's keep in touch. Yes. You'll you'll get a link to join our community. You're more welcome to join it. Awesome. You, you thrive in there, and uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking in the future. Yeah, I look forward to speaking to you as well. I'll I'll definitely Super. let you know about that shower thing. <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Cool. Thanks, Michelle. All, right. all the best. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. 
Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website www.digitalworkspace.works and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues. 